I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Already Friends podcast. This is Allison. This is Kara. And we are still here in Kansas City. We're recording with Sydney. She is someone I know from Instagram, and so we're super excited to have her on. And actually, she is here in person with us, but we will introduce her more later. First, we're going to do our Peaks of the Week, catch up a little bit. Do you want to start with what your Peak of the Week is? Huh, hmm. Actually, my peak of the week since we've been at No Vacancy, last mm-hmm. night I had the best Thai food ever. Have you ever been to Lula? Lula? Yeah. Lula, the, is it Lulu's? Lulu's. Yeah. Yeah, I have. It's so good. It's right by my sister's place and she ate there all the time. Yeah. Like, it's so good. So good. I had pad Thai and vegetable roll. Mm-hmm. Smashed that's it. That's what I get literally every <laughs> single time. I saw your order on Instagram and I was like, wow, that's literally that's what I get every order. time. <laughs> that was my peak of the week. Well, Sin, you're here with us. What is your peak of the week? Uh, my peak of the week is that my life is finally starting to like slow down a bit. I feel like 
my summer has been like go 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 and I've been like to the point of almost burnout and I'm finally getting to that point where I'm like able to rest and not be like letting people down while I'm resting so that's a really nice feeling that's amazing yeah yeah not feeling guilty like okay I should be taking today off but I have all these things I should be doing like Mm -hmm. actually being immersed in the self-care it's tough because I like know like I have those boundaries with myself that I know like hey I need to be stopping and like slowing down but I also don't want to let people down and like finally coming to a point where it's naturally like weaning off is really nice that's huge yeah it's really big girl yeah yeah Karen, do you have anything super exciting since you got here today? <laughs> I would say my peak of the week was we went to Messenger Coffee, which is like my favorite coffee shop in Kansas City, which might be basic because it's like the big one that <laughs> everyone goes to, but it's so good. So we got some matcha lattes and took some cute pics with something that me and Allison will drop hopefully pretty soon. So stay tuned on our Instagram for that. It was so funny. Right when we walked into Messenger, Kara's like, are you getting a matcha? And I was like, of course I'm getting a matcha. And then we were like, like being really screaming no- yeah, at like 5 p.m. on a Tuesday. Everyone's like, who are these people? I know. We were, we were so excited. We didn't see each other in so long. And matcha. And matcha time. <laughs> who doesn't love a good matcha latte? Iced oat milk matcha. That yeah. is our order. That's the move. I get mine with one pump of vanilla. Ooh. Yeah, I'm a huge matcha girl and I always have been. I used to get matcha lemonade from Starbucks before I like stopped liking sweet things and now it's just that one pump of vanilla in there and it's so good that's how I feel about matcha currently because even the oat milk makes it sweet Mm -hmm. I had a matcha with just like a hot water matcha a few weeks ago and was like oh this is very different this Mm -hmm. is very 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 earthy I mean I Mm -hmm. I hate the Starbucks matcha it is so sweet I do love a good earth dirt matcha but the oat milk does sweeten it up a lot compared yeah. to water it's funny yeah. that you called it earth dirt because literally anytime anybody in my family tries it they like spit it out and they're like what like that tastes like dirt it's like you're drinking <laughs> mud water no it's so good so good yeah, yeah i love it all right we're gonna read your guys's peaks of the weeks from anonymous i found the courage to leave my toxic ex and move out of his house dang proud of you cannot imagine how hard that was or how difficult that is but yeah me and allison are really proud of you and Wishing you the best. Onward and upward. Good job. Uh, Madeline is starting 75 hard. Congrats, Madeline. You'll have to keep us updated through your peaks of the week on how that's going for you. Good luck. Yay. Well, I'm going to introduce Sid officially now. So real name, Sydney. Yes. Go by Sid mostly. Yes. Always. Um, no, honestly, it didn't start until college. People just started calling me Sid versus Sydney. My family always has, but um, it just kind of stuck with my friends. I kind of like it a little bit better than Sydney for some reason. And Sid B just like flows well. Yeah, it does. I actually made that my Instagram name because my cousin, his um, handle is Murky B. And so I was like, I need to change mine from something. And so I just changed it. And now it, it flows very well. Now you're Sid B. I am. <laughs> I am. That is me. If you guys want to creep on our Instagram right now, so you know who we're talking about, what is your at? It is at Sid B with four underscores. Four. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've got a couple things after. I don't know exactly I what. I counted before I walked in because I was like, I know this is going to be a question <laughs> and I need to prepare. Yes. Well, 
I met Sid because she came up to New Wave, what was that, like two months ago? I think so. It was the beginning of the summer. Yeah. And then we just followed each other and we instantly connected because she had done 75 hard and then I was doing it and you're also vegan Mm -hmm. and you also have a podcast. I do. Called Far Out. Yes. And then you also have your own brand called Into Light. So we just immediately were like, yeah, we've kind of got like all the same things going on here. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of kept in contact since. And then when we spur the moment we're recording in Kansas City, I text Karen. I'm like, dude, we should have Sid on. And here we are. Yeah, yeah so I thanks am. for coming on. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I literally listen like every Friday. I think I've told you, like I've responded to your stories multiple times on Fridays. Been like, I already listened. Thanks for that. <laughs> thank you. And you'll be happy to know we did do a road tripping, um, car camp, road trip, how to plan a trip one too. Oh my gosh, so, that's so yeah, awesome. That was, that's literally what I asked you for. <laughs> yeah, that was literally <laughs> said suggestion. So go listen to last week's episode if you haven't listened. Yeah. Also a reminder, we are still at this hotel in downtown Kansas City. So there are some noises. Bear with us. We'll be in the studio next week. It'll be all good. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, Sid, I wanted to ask you about 75 hard because right when Sid walked in, we were talking about how like drinking water and the gallon and having to pee a lot. So you already did 75 hard once. Yes. I did it last year, like early November is when I started. Oh, you did it through the winter? Mm-hmm. I in did. the Midwest? I did. Yeah. What a champ outside in this brutal weather. Yeah, it was actually like my favorite part of the day was my outdoor walks. Even when it was snowing or like pouring, I love water and I also love snow. I feel like it makes everything quiet. So my walks were much more like peaceful than they are in the summer when it's, I've been like drenched in sweat. I'm doing it again, um, but I've been like drenched in sweat this time every time I walk. I can relate to that there were definitely some snow days where i would like go out with peaches and it's silent out there Mm -hmm. you're so right it's so weird how quiet it is i love it it's like my favorite i think the walks or just the outdoor outdoor workout part is my favorite because i always do walks just an easy 45 minutes do you usually do yours in the morning Honestly, it depends on if I want to wake up in the morning. (laughs) I love sleep. I'm neither a night owl or a morning person. I can sleep like all hours of the day. I can nap anywhere. Um, So, wow, you two have that in common. (laughs) Borderline narcoleptic. (laughs) Um, But like, I it doesn't really matter. Sometimes I'll do both of my workouts and I'll work or I'll walk in the morning and the evening. Yeah. So the walks are clutch. They are. Okay. So. Going back to the beginning, what mm-hmm. made you want to start 75 hard? So I feel like for most people, they want to do it because it's like a physical thing and they want to get really strong or they want to lose weight. And honestly, for me, it was all mental. I was just coming off of like a really hard summer. 2020 was really, really tough on me. And I knew I couldn't keep going at like the rate that I was going or else like especially going into the winter seasonal depression was going to hit me 10 times harder versus like the quarantine depression that was already happening. So I decided to do something about it and my mom had just gotten done doing 75 hard. So I was like, all right, well, I might as well start. She lost like 15 pounds and she was feeling great. And I started and honestly, I think like where I'm at now is attributable all to starting 75 hard. Like I don't think anything would be the same if I didn't I don't know if I do you feel the same totally like it made me get everything into gear mm-hmm. and kickstarted every project goal dream that I like wanted to do yeah I'm the exact same way I mean Intellite wasn't even I had like designs that I loved but Intellite wasn't a thought my brand wasn't a thought until I actually was like okay I need to do this like you listen to or you read the books and you know on walks I listen to podcasts and it's kind of hard to not be motivated when you're doing it mm-hmm 
And it's crazy because I think a lot of people think like, okay, I'm starting 75 hard. I'm not going to have time for anything else. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's actually made me so good at scheduling and made me realize how much time in a day I have every day. I'm like, what the fuck was I doing before 75 hard? Like literally what was I doing in a day? It's funny though, because I'm doing it the second time right now. Like I felt that way the first time. And then I went back to my old habits. And now that I'm starting again, I'm like, wow, my days are like 10 times longer because I'm actually like conscious of like what I need to get done and what I'm doing and how I'm using my time. So I totally agree with you. It does like really kick you into gear with scheduling and just like being better at time management. Yeah. And that's so important that you said it's not necessarily about the physical aspect because like even I've made comments like, oh, I want to do 75 hard because I need to get my body back into shape. But like me and Allison were talking earlier today and you're like, no, if anything, like if I wanted to get better physically, I needed to be doing a different regimen, like not mm-hmm. two workouts a day. Like I need to like have some recovery days in there and like, I don't know, maybe not work out three hours apart. Like maybe I want to do like one longer workout and like just lift that day and not have mm-hmm. to do something else later on. So yeah, I think that's super interesting that it like really is a mental toughness challenge, which oh, yeah. is what Allison, you know, on other episodes has said too. like, the physical aspects are a bonus. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, they really are. And honestly, I've had a really bad problem with like committing to things for myself. Like if I commit to do something for anybody else, I'm going to do it and I will follow through with it. But for some reason, I always had trouble doing that for myself. And this was like the one promise that I knew. I was like, I'm going to start this and I'm doing this for no one but me. And I think that's like shown up tenfold in my life, just like doing that for myself. I would so agree because if you're like in a bind, say you're like out at dinner or like you don't want to go to some event, I used 75 hard and I still do as like an excuse. I'm like, oh, sorry, like I got to bounce. I got to go get my workout in or like Mm -hmm. I can't go out tonight because I'm doing this. It definitely was something I could lean on at the beginning, but in doing 75 hard, it's taught me to be like, these are my boundaries. If Mm -hmm. I don't want to do something, I can just say I don't want to do it. I don't have to say it's because of 75 hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of boundaries. Love boundaries. <laughs> Big boundary fans over here. <laughs> what makes you say that? Were you someone who like didn't have boundaries at first or is that um, something you to learn? I think I've always been good at them in a way, but also like haven't been sometimes a lot of the time. More so in relationships, I've been like super codependent. And so my boundaries were like non-existent for people, whether that be like friendships that, you know, I consider close to me or romantic relationships. It was more so like a codependent thing where I needed them to be around all of the time. And if they needed me, I would drop anything without having any boundaries for myself. Um, So it's strange because in some ways I was super stubborn and did have those boundaries, but they're like they're tenfold now. They're, if somebody asks me to do something and I don't feel like doing it, I'm going to tell them that I don't feel like doing it. I tell people like straight up that my bedtime is like 7.30 p.m. Like that's when I start getting ready for bed. And now the people in my life, since I've set those boundaries and been so firm and consistent with them, which consistency is definitely key, even if there are those times where you want to like have the exception for your boundary my friends and family don't even ask me to do things that they know I'll say no to but then it's really nice because you're like I'm not setting you guys up to for ask for a th- yeah yeah like What's you know where hard I stand because I'm sure I don't know if you guys are like super empathetic people but I feel bad when I say no to people like it's not an easy thing and boundaries aren't fun to set but they're so necessary for your peace yeah. and do you feel like there was like a big defining moment that made you realize you had to set boundaries or just something you learned over time I think it was probably just something I learned over time. There were like relationships and things that probably I set boundaries in and kind of it just like was a domino effect. I, yeah, I was in a relationship at the beginning of 2020 and cut that off. And ever since then, it's just kind of been like a the igniting of like my personal growth journey. And it really like kickstarted it and has 
snowballed a lot since then. Yeah, because you did that, then started 75 hard. Mm -hmm. And then in that time, you started into light, like really got it going. Yeah. And then where did the podcast come in during that? Honestly, the podcast was a super random thing. Um, Megan and I, my co-host, actually met like the parking garage two doors down from here. <laughs> Wait, no way. Yeah, so we met at a photo shoot that we were doing for a jewelry company down here. Megan models for a living. She's literally one of the most gorgeous people I've ever met in my entire life. True. Um, and she's <laughs> also just an amazing human. And we got to talking and... I was like, you know what? We should record this. Like, you know, there's the typical people talking and they're like, this needs to be on a podcast. Like people would like listening to this. And I think Megan and I both kind of like the both of you guys have different perspectives than a lot of people our age. And that was something that we felt we could share and add value to people's lives and maybe just like encourage them to think in a different way. So that's where Far Out came from, just kind of like far out thoughts and a far out like mentality. And yeah, that's, it was really, we hung out maybe three times before we started the podcast. Wow. We barely knew each other. And I think that's kind of the beauty of that is because we get to know each other and like the people listening are also getting to know us at the same time. So it kind of feels like we're all in the same room, just like having a conversation, which is, I love that. Yeah. And there's like that natural curiosity that you both have that you can hear on the audio and it comes across, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you know someone, you kind of like forget to maybe ask questions because, oh, you do know the answer, but it's like, no, you're like diving more deep into that person. Yeah. It's been super fun so far. So if you guys want to listen, Far Out Podcast. Yeah, the Far Out Pod on Instagram. And um, there's a link in our bio that'll take you to all the platforms you can listen on. Okay, wait, you should tell the story really quick of how you and Megan like actually connected. So like I said, Megan and I met at a photo shoot for a jewelry company and I knew no one and was like, terrified going in I don't model um it was just something that somebody dm'd me for and I was like I might as well and she sent me the profile the girl that set it up sent me the profiles of everybody else that was going and I looked at her Instagram and I was like wait this girl is like first of all gorgeous but also she seems so cool and I was terrified immediately but I saw that one of my friends followed her so I messaged my friend Jenner and I was like hey can you like tell me about this girl because she seems really cool but like I don't want to like go up to her and try and be friends if it's not going to work out. Cause you know, like there's some people that look really cool, but you try to talk to them in person and it just like, doesn't, it just doesn't go well. So when we got there, I went up to her and I was like, Hey, you know, my friend. And she was like, Oh my God. Yeah, I totally do. And then Megan just like five minutes later was like, you seem really cool. And I really want to be like actually friends with you. Like not just like we talk at the photo shoot, but like you seem so cool. And we followed each other on Instagram and then hung out later three times and here we are. And then you made a podcast. (laughs) And then we made a podcast. I guess when you know, you know. I feel like that's kind of how ours went too. Like Karen and I were always good friends, but we didn't see each other regularly. Mm -hmm. And then when you were back in town in November, we were just like, yeah, we should start a podcast. (laughs) But I think the learning takeaway from that is sometimes like if you see a business venture, an opportunity, connecting with someone that's like-minded, that's already there and on that same page Mm -hmm. is going to be way easier, say for you and Megan to start a podcast, than you to like try to convince a friend that you've had for years who has no interest in starting a podcast with you just because you want to start one. Yeah, totally. I agree with you 100%. And my friends, my friends definitely knew that. I have a best friend that we've been best friends since third grade. And she was like, oh, I'm not taking offense at all to this because you should not start a podcast with me. Like that's like, (laughs) this would just not flow well. Um, And I think that that's something that's really nice is just like those friends that understand like Mm -hmm. this is totally like a business thing. And also you just have to have that like spark to do a podcast together. Mm -hmm. It can't just be done with like a best friend. Um, A lot of my friends 
would be great on a podcast. I just don't think that it would like have that spark. And they know that and none of them were offended. And I think Megan's friends were exactly the same. Everybody was just super happy for us. That's awesome. That goes to show how good of friends you have. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. And I think that just goes to show Megan and I's boundaries for making sure that like the people that we have in our lives are genuinely happy for us. Yeah. I feel like we should talk about Sid, like who you are, give us your background, maybe like where you went to school, what you majored in, what you're doing now. Yeah. So I graduated from high school in Kansas City and then moved to Florida for two and a half years. My parents were willing to pay for me to go to school there. And I took the first ticket out of here and was like, okay, (laughs) I'll see you later. Um, So I lived there for two and a half years. And I'm going to be totally honest, I absolutely hated it. In Florida. Yeah. And that's not what people would expect. I mean, I love the ocean and love the water and any chance I get to be near it, I will take. But it was not the environment for me. And I don't know what it was, but just like the vibe was off as soon as I got there. The campus literally looked like PCA from Zoe 101. I kid you not. Like What school? It was called St. Leo. That's cool. Oh, in real life. I was like, Yes, yes, yes. Oh, sorry. sorry. I, was, yeah. I was like thinking about PCA and I was like, you have to know PCA was a part of our childhood. Oh, yeah. Everyone oh, wanted so to go there. My AIM name was so Kara 101. Like, <laughs> I know PCA. That's so funny. But yeah, so I went there and I just, the vibe was off. I didn't like it. I literally would FaceTime my parents every night and my dad would like cry on FaceTime with me because Aww. he felt so bad that I was like stuck so far away. And I was actually the only person from Kansas there. Like I was one of like five Midwesterners, but like the only person from Kansas. So there was nobody that I could even be like, hey, like, don't you miss home? Or like, do you want to like take a trip back home or like take a road trip or anything? I was just like on my own. And honestly, my roommates didn't help. Like the whole potluck roommate situation in college can really give you the short end of the (laughs) stick sometimes. So it was just a bad, a bad spot in that unfortunately bad vibe never like shook off sometimes you know freshman year it's just like you're young and it's hard to be away from home but it was just more than that so after two and a half years I transferred home to K-State and people would ask me like right away they'd be like oh my gosh like do you miss Florida I'm like no I've been here for a week and I've had more fun here in a week than I ever did in Florida like in like the whole cumulative time I've had so much more fun and like looking back I would not regret transferring for the world because things wouldn't have like transpired the way that they did my life would be completely different obviously if I would have lived in Florida versus Kansas those are very different places and yeah, so that is that is where I went to school. I majored in human development and family science. It's a really long name and a lot of people don't know what it is, but generally speaking, I explain it as kind of like social work and psychology mixed together. So a lot of like interpersonal communication, a lot of learning about like the helping relationships between like patient, doctor, or like, you know, just like a therapist and their patient. And then I also took a lot of courses that honestly just really had to do with like self-awareness and I think that was my favorite part of the major and that is what draw me drew me to it (laughs) so that is what I majored in I had no idea what I wanted to do with it until my very last semester and what I thought I wanted to do was divorce and child custody mediation I have always been somebody I'm an Enneagram 9 so by nature yes I am a peacemaker and so like in conversations or when friends are fighting I was always the person to step in and be like hey this is what this person is saying and this is what this person is saying and when you take away like the miscommunication like you're both saying the same same thing thing. I've that's been me for my entire life I've one of five kids so 
in my mm-hmm. whole entire family. That's just been my role. And I wanted to do that so badly. And then the pandemic hit. So with the pandemic hitting right during my graduation, I didn't get to walk or anything like that. Um, it was just a really tough time. And I did do five years. So I'm not like that bummed about not graduating. I feel like I was I was ready. Like I was ready to fly the coop. It had been five years. <laughs> so like It was time. But I couldn't like actually step foot in the mediation offices because you have to do two co-mediations to actually become a certified mediator in the state of Kansas. And since they weren't really asking for extra personnel like anywhere, um, that was going to be really hard. So I kind of took the summer off and did absolutely nothing. My mental health, like I said, which is why I started 75 Hard, like really plummeted at that time. And then I came up with a design in my head about mental health and I knew I wanted to do something with it but obviously like that's a really overwhelming thought I'm sure you had the same sort of thing when you were start like starting new wave being like okay I know I want to do this thing but like actually starting it is kind of overwhelming like obviously very exciting but just a little like oh my god how am I gonna actually do this and if I do it, I have to like do it forever. Yeah, like this is not to, like, like a college through. project that's like one month you turn it in and it's done and it's fun. Yeah. It's like it's full a commitment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I knew that when I did it, I wanted to do it right. And I didn't want to just do it with one design. So I kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit. And then I went to Hawaii for a month to visit one of my friends. And during that time, I kind of like talked with him and he was like, go for it. Like, if you're going to go for it, go for it. You're sitting at home doing nothing right now. It's got to be better than that. Yeah. He was like, you, you're good at what you do and like your message, your intentions are all pure. So just start it. And the worst thing that can happen is like you make a couple of people feel better and like less alone. And honestly, that's worth it. Like that would be enough. Like if it could be that one thing that, you know, makes someone smile on a day that they're having like a horrible thing happen to them. And it just kind of spiraled from there. So I got back from Hawaii and was like, all right, I'm doing this. And that was also the time I started 75 hard. So I started researching all of like the business necessities and like the taxes and the websites. And I almost gave up, I will tell you, like that is a whole world of things when you're self-employed, like it's so tough. And so I, once I finally got a handle on that, luckily with my dad's help explaining a lot of things to me, especially when it comes to like accounting and the taxes really kill me. I posted on social media, made an Instagram account, posted on social media. And after that, I was like, okay, I've said it. I've posted about it. It's real. (laughs) Yeah, it's real. Like I have to do it. I'm committed to it now. So I started and in January 21st of 2021, I had my first release. I remember like sitting there and watching the clock on my phone and being like, okay, if I just get like five orders today, like I'll be so happy. And I, by the end of the day, got 47 orders. Stop. That's so good. Yeah, it was really exciting very like just like so affirming that like people like what you're doing or see what you're doing and like agree with it a lot of people reached out to me and were like I don't know like what exactly your plans are with this but it feels so right like it just is you're doing the right thing and I don't know how to tell you that I know that but I just know that and yeah that's kind of how how my life has been for the past I guess like six years since I graduated high school. Okay, maybe go into a little more what the brand is. Like if someone were to go to the website, like what would they find? Yeah, so Into Light is a clothing apparel brand. It's emotions focused. It's really centered around talking openly about mental health and just your day-to-day life and what you go through. Um, 
I think there's a lot of misconception about, you know, if people are happy, they're happy all the time. And I really just want to have that open dialogue around like, you know what, if you're having a bad day, it's totally normal. And like, you deserve to feel good. And I'm sorry that you're feeling bad, but like, that's a normal thing. And it's, we need to talk about our emotions. So honestly, I created what I wish that I had when I was going through it. And I think that there's something really powerful about like being in that low place and bringing it back to something positive instead of just staying in that low spot. But on the website, I have lots of graphic tees and some sweatshirts and hoodies. I am actually coming out with, I haven't told anybody this, but I'm coming (laughs) out with um, some beanies, some matching sweat sets, and then some hoodies. They'll be here in late November. And that's actually the design that started it all. It was like my original thought, like my original design. That was, that's what's coming out in November. And I'm super excited about it because it's like, Intellite obviously is my baby, but this design, the spark and the change that this like has in my life is just, it's very exciting that people are finally going to see it. And I think it's going to be super beneficial for the community. This is like the seed that planted yes. the tree. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm, yeah, could not be more excited. So be on the lookout for that. Dang. Yeah. So with Into Light, like mm-hmm. how does that play into like the mental health? Like, is it what you're posting or the messages with the items? So every item that I have, I'll make a blog post about mm-hmm. and I like to go into depth and like explain. So my logo is actually a sun and a snake and they're kind of wrapped together. And that is supposed to represent, obviously the sun is light, but that snake is like you're allowed to shed your skin and change in order to become who you want to be. You don't have to be the same version of yourself that you've been your whole entire life. And, you know, if some people are holding you to that person, then it's okay to change and leave them behind and start new. And so that's that design, that logo is on a lot of my things right now. And as we get bigger, it'll still be on there. It'll just be a little smaller. I think it's a really great reminder, especially for me, because the meaning is so near to my heart that it is on everything. That's something that's important. But all of the designs, yeah, they're centered around uh, mental health. One of my favorite designs actually was for my grandpa. Last year, he had like a health scare with COVID and was in a coma for a month and a half, almost two months. And so I made the cowboy collection because he's a big cowboy. He's, yeah, he's like the biggest cowboy. I know his basement like, you know how grandparents sometimes go out with like themes and stuff? <laughs> yeah. The basement, like completely Western, completely cowboy, and it's adorable. And he's one of my favorite people ever. And from that came my favorite design and it's Cowboys Cry Too. So it's oh like a cute God. little slogan, but I think men's mental health is something that's not spoken about very much. And mm-hmm. that shirt, like it just holds a special place in my heart because it kind of... I feel like our grandparents' generation is just kind of a little bit more rigid when it comes to stuff like that. And after he came out of his coma, he's been, you know, 10 times more emotional and he'll cry when he talks to us and he will tell us he loves us way more than he did before. That's so, my grandpa had the same thing, had a stroke, which not a coma, but, and then he was always cold before after came out and like started saying, I love you and Mm -hmm. like giving hugs. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. It was like the best transition because- I could always tell, you know, those people who are like, I know that you want to say it. Like, I can, like, I know that you feel that way. And it's like, okay to do it. And he, I made him a sweatshirt first. I made it only for him. And then people liked it a lot. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm, I'll put it on a shirt and sell it for everybody else. 
And um, yeah, that's all of my designs have a meaning similar to that one. I also like that a lot of your things are gender neutral. Yes. Because I saw this post today, which ties into this. It said for Suicide Prevention Month, 84 men a week take their own life. Mm -hmm. 75% of all suicides are male. Men are less likely to get help. And I like that your page is very encompassing. Mm -hmm. I really try to make sure that I don't exclude anybody, whether that be um, for gender or for size or sexual orientation, like whatever it is there. I carry size small through 3XL and I have something in like my little sizing thing that if there ever is like a size that somebody needs that's not in there, I will do my best to get it for them. So yeah, I really do try to be like, all-encompassing and like super inclusive because mental health doesn't just apply to one person or like one size shape of person it's it affects all of us it's the one thing that we all have in common so yeah definitely inclusion is super important with that that's really cool yeah this is going in a really good direction (laughs) um where do you see it going in the future? So are you're working right now. Yeah, I right? do work a full-time job. Um, Into Light is what I would love to be my full-time job eventually. I think that's like every business owner's dream. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of tools and modalities that I would like to end up having on the site, you know, like some journals. And honestly, I really want to do some jewelry. Uh, I think that the logo on jewelry would be something that would be super impactful for me, but also it would just be really cute. And I really just kind of like I said before when I was talking about it, as long as I positively affect a couple of people's lives, that's like my only intention. And if my success comes with that, then that's great. But if it doesn't and it is something that stays pretty small, um, I'm still glad that I'm getting to like play that role in some people's lives. How do you balance doing both? Because it's not like intellect is like this small little thing like you it it's really legit. Yeah, you've got a lot going on. I do. I do have a lot going on. That's a good question. I'm kind of still figuring it out. So I just started my full-time job in July. I actually started on my birthday. So I don't do much on the weekends. I'm super introverted and I don't have like the desire to be around people. Like I'm almost forced to be around people. And obviously I enjoy myself and I'm not like a downer, but like I just like don't even notice sometimes. I'm like, oh, it's been like three weeks since I've seen anybody. I should probably go do something about that. <laughs> Wait, I'm so glad you said that too. Cause that's how I always say that on this podcast. I'm like, I just want to be alone. I'm like, I don't hate other people. I just, I'm like cool myself. myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know how I'm going to balance it yet. I haven't had like a huge drop during my full-time job yet, but this next drop is actually my first time outsourcing anything because for into like currently I make all of the designs. I do all of the web design. I do all of the marketing and I also make the shirts. So I order them from a warehouse, but then I do all of like the design pressing and um, packaging and shipping. Like I do all of it. And I know that you know how that is. Like it's, it's a stressful process. And especially when you want to get things to people like on time, because I know when I online shop, like literally the second it goes through, I'm like, okay, did they drop it off yet? Like, is it, is it at my front door? So I am outsourcing for the first time and I'm having a local Kansas City small business who does a lot of like embroidery and screen printing and stuff like that. Um, She's going to make my whole entire drop for me and I'll still be doing the packaging and all of that. And obviously the designs and stuff are all straight from me. But I think that's like the one thing that I've done for myself 
in like a self-care way that like I don't actually it's not like a typical way of self-care and I'm not super comfortable with it but I need to like learn to be comfortable with it because I'm realizing that it's not healthy and not sustainable to do everything myself like I'm not going to be able to and if I care about the longevity of Intellite, like that needs to be something that I do. So it's a big step for my business and a big step for me personally, like emotionally, it's like giving up like a little piece of what I do. But totally. I, am, I think a lot of business owners can relate to that. Like letting go of any portion of something that was only yours and 100% yours is really tough. I let my mom put tags on shirts once during a drop and I was like, looking over the side (laughs) are you doing that right like are you sure like maybe are you sure you don't want me to do it like you're kind of busy and she's my mom was like Sydney please (laughs) let me do this like go in the other room and let me do this in peace it's It's hard to accept help sometimes but it's definitely worth it definitely worth it yeah what point do you realize or did you realize that you needed to outsource like did you just hit a wall with being too busy or Yeah, yeah yeah I so I know you guys did like a an episode on burnout recently and I was really close to burnout. I wasn't actually there yet, but I knew that what I was doing wasn't sustainable for my mental health nor for my business. And like I said before, I'm a person that gets so much sleep and I was staying up until like one o'clock in the morning getting orders done and then waking up early the next morning before work to drop them off at the post office and then working and then doing it all over again. And in the midst of that, I was also trying to make sure that everybody around me knew that I cared about them, which is like really hard when you're busy and also care about people. Luckily, I still live with my parents and I live in their basement and it's been super convenient because my mom will be like, hey, is there anything that you need me to drop off at the post office? And I like carry up like six tote bags. <laughs> like, I'm like, actually, funny you should ask. <laughs> there is. Um, so that's been a big help. And just like those short trips that she's done for me have meant a lot in the time of like burnout. But I think it was just that point where I was so sleep deprived and I would wake up exhausted and I would go to bed exhausted and I did not have an appetite because I was pushing myself so much that I didn't have like, I was eating off. I love food. I cannot not eat food. But it was like I was eating at the same time I'm packaging orders and like scrolling through the website and making sure that everything's fine. And I love to like sit down and intentionally eat my food. And I was like, I'm not even able to do laundry until my whole entire drop is like shipped and out. Mm-hmm. And it would be like four or five weeks of making sure that all of my orders were going through and getting to the people and I have to make all of the shirts. And I sustainability is also something that's super important to me. So I don't make the shirts before the drop like most brands do because I don't want to waste those shirts. They can always be turned into something else if you don't put anything on them. Mm-hmm. So that's really hard because there'd be like like that first day, 47 orders came through and I was like, all right, well, I up all night yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and luckily every single person that's ordered from me has been so great and they understand that and obviously it's a value that they hold too so they're fine with waiting a week or two for a shirt to arrive but it was just that point where I was like I can't even do my normal daily routine not even like I don't have time for my self-care it's like Mm -hmm. I literally don't like even brushing my teeth in the morning I'm like rushing through it like that's to the point where I was like okay it's time. Like, it's time to take a break. And I actually just got to take another trip to Hawaii. And I think that was like the first break I took from social media and um, for Intellite and just everything. I was just like, I need this time. And it's a really hard thing to tell yourself it's okay to take a break. I don't know if you guys have experienced that, 
But to be okay with being like, you know what? I don't have to do it all, all the time. And just as much as I think every other person deserves a break, like it's okay if I take one, like no one's going to be upset with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely still not even able to get there yet. Because we were saying like with with your job too, it's like you're on your phone all Mm. the time. Like you need to be on Instagram. And like, if you're in Hawaii, that's great content. Like you wear your clothes there. And it's like, there's always going to be a running list of things that Mm -hmm. like you can't take a break from, but you do, you seem to like, that's it. Like stop. Yeah. It's funny because people will like tell me to take a break or they'll be like, why don't you just like go sit down? And I'm like, okay, you don't realize that when I sit down then I'm like, it's almost worse. Yeah, Yeah. It's almost worse. It's easier to keep going because when you sit down, you're like, wait, I could do this. I could be doing this. Am I letting my brand down? Am I letting myself down for not like keeping this problem? Like it just like spirals so fast. And you think other people are really noticing that you're taking a break. You're like, oh, she's in Hawaii. And I'm like, I'm waiting for more designs. And I'm wondering why stories aren't going up. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I always think that people are (laughs) like, why aren't, why aren't things getting done? And really it's like, People are probably just so concerned about themselves, like how many people are actually noticing. Yeah, nobody but, cares. Yeah, but <laughs> nobody cares. In our own heads, we're so wrapped up and it's exactly my thought process around things. And even like yesterday, I do this thing on Into Light's Instagram where every Monday I call it Mindset Monday and I just kind of like check in with people and ask them questions and each week it's a different theme. And all of the questions are answered anonymously. So then I can share them throughout the week and let people know like, hey, you're kind of feeling the same thing as these other people. Um, Just kind of a way for people to self-reflect because I think that relationship is really important to have with yourself, like that honesty, but then also to show people that they're not alone. And yesterday I did not post them until noon because as soon as I got on for work, as soon as I got on my computer, I had like 67 emails and I was Mm. like, okay, definitely won't be posting the stories today. (laughs) But the only thing I could think of the whole entire time I was responding to emails was oh my god I bet everyone everyone's wondering where that's at which they very well could have been and I apologize if you were waiting for it but um just even being like it's okay to wait till your lunch break to do it mm-hmm. yeah if someone is feeling really overwhelmed what advice do you have for taking that first step to ask for help or like off taking something off your plate I would first say share like have a conversation with somebody that you trust and that you know wants the best for you I think sometimes even with like the people that we do have closest around us like you know you always have the inkling that like this person's gonna say exactly what I want them to say like I know exactly what I validate yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you you need to speak with someone that you know is gonna give you that tough love if you need it and luckily I have a couple of those people really close to me and that's kind of what sparked this like okay this is not sustainable and they see that I'm not okay and if they can see it, then I should definitely be seeing it by now. So I definitely think talking to somebody just about the burnout or the overwhelm that's coming that you can feel. And then also I would say that you need to prioritize taking deep breaths when you are overwhelmed. It sounds so stupid. And there are times where I tell people around me like, hey, calm down, take a deep breath, like actually take a deep breath. And they're like, but that's not going to help. Why? Like, why would you tell me to do that when I'm stressed out? But what like breath work has done for me in the midst of being overwhelmed has got me to where I'm at now and kept me 
kept me overextended for as long as I can. So like there is something to say about breathwork and what that does. I actually use an app called Breathwork and you can Mm -hmm. set them for the morning, the afternoon and the evening. So I have like a breathwork that prepares you to go to bed. There's one that you do at like 2.30 in the afternoon that like, you know, that 2.30 slump where Mm -hmm. you like want your matcha every single day. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, there's one that I do when I wake up. So I think breathwork honestly helps a lot with like kind of just slowing down and being like, okay, I am overwhelmed and I feel overworked and I'm spread thin, but like I'm still here and I'm still me and I still hold value even if I don't get to do those things that I think that I need to do. So I guess those would be my first two tips. I think pausing and reflecting like that is so important. I was reading this book last night and in it, this guy gave this example, like with his kids and his wife, like everyone's running around crazy, like doing their thing and you're all stressed. And when that's happening in his family, he makes everyone come in together and everyone hold hands and just take a deep breath and be like, everything that we're racing to do and like running around, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like all that is here is right now. Mm -hmm. This exact present moment, we're not worried about later. Later doesn't exist. Just breathe. It's okay. That's exactly how I feel about like when people get bothered by small things. I'm like, in the grand scheme of things, like we're all good. Everything's fine. fine. Like we're all going to be okay. Like an example would be like traffic. I have a friend who gets really overwhelmed when they're in traffic and I'm like, hey, we're still going <laughs> to okay. get there. Like everything's going to be good. The only thing that's going to change is that if you keep acting like this, you're going to be in a bad mood by the time mm-hmm. we get there. Oh, we're not going to be friends tomorrow. <laughs> just so like, let's calm down. Everybody <laughs> take a deep breath and let's like enjoy the view or like enjoy Mm. the sunset or put on your favorite song and then let's get there and have fun instead of you know letting the tiny things get to you yeah you can change the vibe so quickly so fast clay and i do that a lot like say you're at a restaurant and it's just like not quite right or you're you put a movie on we'll look at each other and we'll be like is this the vibe and you're like no (laughs) and then you both like you you know it's not the vibe in your head and so you just have to stop and be like we can just go down a different path right now. Okay, with along with that, this is something I thought about recently. But I've been in a lot better mental space as of lately, and I noticed that I have not touched my sad music playlist Ooh, in wow. like months. And I used to be a person that like that would be like my go-to, and not because I wanted to like be sad or listen to sad music, but I just like the songs. And now I'm like so much more intentional of like, you know, that's not what I want to feel like. Like, I understand that those are like manifesting those feelings for me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to manifest any sort of feeling, it's going to be a good one. Didn't you literally post that on your story today? Uh, yeah, it said if you don't like the reality and everything around you, then just like recreate it. Oh, I, I think I that. saw that. So if you're feeling down just put on a happy playlist like isn't it also scientifically proven like if you just force yourself to smile you'll like feel happier have you ever been in that situation though and then you're like this is the last thing that I want to do right now (laughs) like I don't want to like it takes such a conscious effort it's like so much harder than just like putting on a song because there are times that I've been like I've had a song on I've been driving and I've just been like sitting there And I'm like, why am I just sitting here listening to this song? Like, I need to, like, sing to it or, like, dance to it or, like, vibe Mm -hmm. to it. And that's what's going to change. I'm not just going to, like, sit there and be grumpy and drive and be like, this song isn't working. Like, you have to actually, like, put effort into it. Yeah, I definitely, I think two episodes ago, we were talking about my oil change incident (laughs) where I was, like, stuck in the middle of New Hampshire. Like, I definitely cried. But, like, immediately I was like, okay, there's literally no point in crying. Like, I have to laugh about this because, one, it'll be a funny story later on the road. Once I'm not (laughs) dead. for the plot. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I just, like, in that moment, I, like, took a step back. Like, you know, and realize, like, okay, this is not that serious. Like, so yeah, just literally what you guys were saying, pausing and like thinking in the moment, I feel like 
can be really helpful. Yeah. I also think scientifically you can't feel any one emotion for more than 30 seconds. And I'll notice a lot when I start running. So my first 30 seconds of my run, I always put on my like most vibe and playlist and I am like on cloud nine. I literally can't even explain it, but I like have the cheesiest smile on my face. I'm just like, I am so happy, like pure bliss. And then like, once I get like literally 30 seconds, I can feel it transitioning to like, okay, like now I'm just feeling good and comfortable. Like it kind of goes down from that. Mm -hmm. And like, even think of the most like blissful, happiest time of your life. Like you really can't experience that for more than 30 seconds. But yeah, I don't know. You just, even like if you take that on the other end, like if you're feeling really angry, like think of when you like stub your toe and you're so mad and you're frustrated. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm not even that mad anymore. You mm-hmm. can just move, move through it. Like feel the emotion while it's there. And then yeah, move on it to definitely next. takes some practice. I remember listening to podcasts when I was like at the beginning of like my personal growth journey and being like, what do you mean? You can just like decide to be happy and then be happy. And obviously, you know, like with mental health, that's not necessarily true for everybody. But there are times where you can just shift like tiny things in your mood or like tiny outlooks, just like how you're looking at the situation. And it does like it flips everything around. It can flip a whole entire day from being shit to being like a great day and one of the best that you've had in a while. The mind is very, very powerful. Yeah. Okay. Going back to the 75 hard, you're a healthy person. Mm -hmm. And that went started way before 75 hard with your dietary restrictions <laughs> yeah um do you want to talk about your journey being vegan or anything related yeah. to that so I have not eaten meat since I was it was the second semester of my freshman year of college so it's like almost seven years now seven years in 2022 which is terrifying that makes me feel so old <laughs> but haven't eaten meat in a really long time and that came about because I have endometriosis and PCOS and my symptoms were horrible. Um, Actually freshman move-in day I literally passed out in pain from cramps in front of my dad and I just remember him like patting me on the back and being like is there anything I can do? I was like just don't touch me. (laughs) Everything will be fine just don't touch me. It happens every time. So I knew that that like was not sustainable and that I was I couldn't feel like that like I could not put myself through that pain every month so I went to see a doctor and she wanted to put me on birth control and I've never really been someone who likes to mask the symptoms of things and I felt like that's all that birth control would do you know it wasn't gonna address the problems and at that point I wasn't diagnosed with PCOS or endometriosis but my doctor said to me yeah probably that's probably what you have like I'm not gonna run any tests but this birth control will help with the symptoms and I was like okay, that doesn't feel right. So I went to see another doctor and they told me that if I wanted to do this the most sustainable way as possible um, and like natural way as possible, that I could stop eating meat because there is, in the average filet, there is as much hormones as there is in a birth control pill. So coming from the Midwest in Kansas where barbecue is like the end all be all of meat here, And I was like a girl that lived for steak and mashed potatoes. I stopped eating meat, cut it out cold turkey. And within like seven months, my period pain was like, it was bearable. It wasn't great, but it was bearable. And I just felt a lot lighter. Um, Like after meals, I would notice that I still had energy rather with when I ate meat, I would just feel like so bogged down. Yes, Because my stomach, I guess, just like didn't have the best time processing it. And 
honestly, there was one time where my family just, you know, in the beginning, they just don't understand. Obviously, like I said, being from the Midwest, they're like, what do you mean you're not going to eat meat? Like, are you kidding me? Like, we're still going to make meat and we'll put it in front of you. And I stayed strong until there was this one time my aunt, um, she had this famous meal and it was uh, beef and noodles. And it sounds like super gross saying it out loud, but I was like, I don't know when the last time she was getting really old. And I was like, I don't know when the last time I'm going to be able to eat this is. So I'm going to eat the noodles part of it and just not touch the meat. But they were still like in the same like area. And I literally threw up for three days afterwards. It was so horrible. Like it's crazy how that stuff can affect you when you cut it out and then like try and not even try and add it back in. I tried to avoid it as best as I could, but So after that, I was like, okay, 100%, like nothing. I'm not cooking in the same pan. I'm not using the same grill. Like I will do everything myself and I am just gonna go about my life. And I was just vegetarian like four years, I think. And then right after I transferred to K-State, I think like a year after I transferred to K-State, I did a food sensitivity test and dairy was like not even, it wasn't even like a you should avoid this. It was like, you're allergic. Like, don't, don't touch it. And so I, I want to say I cut it out cold turkey, but there has been once or twice where, you know, you're like out at the bars and you're drunk and you're like, if I don't eat food right now, like it is not going to be good for me tomorrow or later this evening. So I think like once I had like chips and queso because I was like, I'll just like dip it in there and (laughs) just like eat it. And then I had a piece of a wheel pizza up in Lawrence. Um, Oh, I know wheel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I regretted it. I got hives afterwards. God. But um, because I'm, I also am gluten free. So the pizza was like a, wa- it was a double. <laughs> so, yeah. Like it really did it to me. I was not feeling good the next day. But like other than that, I've been very strict vegan, and like I would not have it any other way. And people ask me how I do it, and I'm sure Allison, you get the same question because for a lot of people, it's like really tough to think about cutting like a huge main food group out of your food, or even just like making decisions for yourself like that around food. But I look at it in the way of like, I know that I deserve to feel good and I want to feel my best. And if that comes from not eating meat and dairy, then like that's exactly what I'm going to do because I'm Mm -hmm. not going to, you know, like it might be good in the short run to have like a giant piece of cake and like a stack of ribs, but I'm going to feel like shit afterwards. And I, my body doesn't deserve that. Like my body deserves to feel good and I deserve to feel good. So I'm going to do everything in my power to like keep myself in that mindset. Yeah, no, I totally agree. People are always like, I just don't know how you do it. And I'm like, I don't want to not do it. Like, it's so easy. Like, I actually like play this game with myself where I'm like, I wonder how much money someone would have to offer me to eat me. To eat me. Like, I I literally don't even know. Yeah. I can't even imagine like actually putting it in my mouth anymore. Like, it actually seems unfathomable. There are times where... Like, I'm like, oh my God, like you're actually eating that because people around me still eat meat. I know, I know. And I try not to be judgmental. <laughs> me, <laughs> me either. No. I mean, in my book, no, I'm it too. It's just so weird. Like once you are away from it for so long, like as I see people eating it, like I really do have to like not look. I can't like mm-hmm. look. Especially when it's something as like aggressive as eating like ribs or like, yeah. or like the thought of like somebody's teeth hitting like a chicken bone if they're eating like like a drumstick like really terrifies me I know that's like super specific but like the thought of eating a dead animal just does not like it I know it like sounds bad but I guess at the start of it it was definitely for my physical health and Mm -hmm. then it kind of like opened the world of like 
this is like an environmental issue and this is like an animal rights issue and like something that really needs to be spoken about in a different way than it is and also I I mean the physical health thing it's I don't think it's for everybody I don't think being vegan is for everybody I don't think there's like one correct way to eat and I don't like judge anybody who does no I think ever like it's fine I don't care what anyone else does with it Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like I just don't necessarily like want to see it and I don't want to try it yeah most definitely. I feel the exact same way. Kara, how do you feel about... Like- no, I'm just listening. This <laughs> no, is great. And I, I think that vegans get a bad rap because they think that, you know, we just want everyone to go vegan, da-da-da, and we're, like, so intense. But I think you just gravitate towards like-minded people. Like, when you stop drinking, you end up finding friends that, like, also don't drink. Yeah. When you become an entrepreneur, you find friends that become an entrepreneur because yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. these are my values and this is what I align with. So it's not like, you know, once you stop drinking or if you do less of it, you're judging everyone that's drinking. You're just yeah. like, I don't know why I would, like, be around it. Yeah. And so... Like, for example, the other night, Clay was making um, these chicken breasts, and he was, like, rubbing the sauce on him. And I was like, Clay, like, I literally have to go in the other room. I, like, can't watch. And I was like, I don't care what you do, but I cannot sit here and watch this happening. Yeah. And I didn't used to be that way at all. But one last thing, and then we can, like, wrap up. And do you know Sahara Rose? I do not. Um, she's who I shared that thing of what today. But she talked about why she went vegan is because of, like, the energy transference. So if, you know, everything is energy and if an animal that's going to be ending up in the slaughterhouse like lives this really bad life and then like right before death they're like absolutely terrified miserable whatever the energy that that animal had is then like created into your food and then you're Mm -hmm. eating that and so if you're eating meat that's basically from an animal that was terrified and fearful and going through a lot of trauma you're going to be taking on that into your own body. Yeah. And I seriously feel like my whole shift in life, like 75 hard, going vegan, stopping drinking. I'm just like, I can think. My mm-hmm. head is clear. Like A lot less brain fog. Yeah. And you obviously with 75 hard have been drinking less too. Yeah. I actually have never like, well, in high school, I had like a giant party phase. I partied way more in high school than I ever did in college. But since I was so miserable my first two years of college, I like did not do the freshman party thing. And I don't even think I really didn't drink that much when I went to K-State. And 75 hard was just kind of that like initial excuse to be like, no, I'm not drinking. And before that, it was like maybe once a month. But now it's like once every six months. And I definitely don't like mind having that drink every now and again, but I almost notice how much it affects me, not even in like a, oh, I'm like tipsy kind of way, but in like a, like, I need to take a nap. My body doesn't feel right. Like, I don't think this is agreeing with me, but yeah, I don't, I don't drink hardly at all. And people are like, wait, like, why don't you like want to come out and have a drink with us? I'm like, yeah. It just like doesn't appeal to me. And that's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody has different interests. And I think it's because it's one of those things that's so widely accepted and like is the norm it's super strange for people to see people doing things other than that and but it's nothing it's nothing different than any other interests that people have you know like people like football and i'm not super into football (laughs) so no one's questioning it you're not gonna give me shit for not being into football but if i don't have a drink somehow it's now like your business that i don't drink and it's like a big deal it's like oh why aren't you drinking it's like okay well why are you like do you want to give me that answer (laughs) because i don't think you probably do we always say the same thing Mm -hmm. but if you guys want to 
know more about our drinking thoughts. We have the, Karen, I have the episode with Connor and Clay. Yeah. So definitely check that out. I think I listened to that one. That was like a really good listen. And I sent that to a couple of people to listen to because it's really cool to get a guy's perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really that heard of. I'm very impressed by both of your boyfriends, honestly, <laughs> like very impressed because to be at that mindset and like in your 20s mm-hmm. is not, I don't think, very typical. Mm-mm. So you guys, you, you seem like you've got some good ones. I love that. <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> For sure. Um, okay, do we have anything else? Well, maybe we should ask. Sydney. Oh, yes. You always remember. I'm so bad <laughs> yeah. at remembering. Well, I think it's time to ask you our signature question. So, Sydney, to you, what makes a good friend? Okay, so I was thinking about this because I knew it's coming. I am a <laughs> religious listener, so I, I knew that this question was going to be here. And my initial thought was, like, respect, but I think that within that respect, what I was really trying to find was um, communication and consideration. I think those are, like, the only two things that you can really ask for from a friend and everything else, kind of, like, umbrellas underneath of it. I'm a huge over-communicator, and... You know, if somebody's like feeling upset or, you know, like is feeling like I'm MIA, which is just kind of comes with the territory of being an entrepreneur (laughs) and being like an introvert. um, I'd much rather have a friend that is open in communication and is like, hey, I know that you've been super busy or like, hey, I'm feeling like a little bit brushed aside because I haven't heard from you in a little bit um, versus somebody who would just kind of like stew and be angry and be like, oh, we're not going to be friends anymore because she's been so busy. Or apparently she hates me now and now she has other friends. And yes. No, 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 no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that that communication and I guess that's consideration as well. Like it all just kind of umbrellas and those are my two most important qualities in friends for sure. Literally treating your friends how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just like like the like we were talking about earlier the consideration of like yeah I know that this is not their scene so I'm not even gonna like pressure them into asking to come here um just like the personalized for each person not just like a you know like a common like I communicate with my friends but like this is how this friend communicates so I'm gonna do that with her and this is how this friend communicates so I'll do that completely differently with her Mm -hmm. Uh, that's really important like how I don't like FaceTime Kara doesn't FaceTime me. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, like yeah. just being really considerate. Mm-hmm. Or Kara doesn't like when I drop big bombs on her via text. She likes to talk about <laughs> oh them over god, the phone. Oh my god, I'm the exact same way. When somebody's <laughs> like, oh my god, I have big news. I'm like, I can't do anything until I know what this is. And if <laughs> yeah. you take more than a minute to respond, I'm going to freak out. Literally same. Because yeah. like, I look at texts and emails like right away. And then I give all my attention to it. So if someone's like, yeah, gives like a whole like, okay, we got to do this, this, and this. I'm like, oh gosh, wait, I need a heads up. Because now I'm going to only focus on this for like, yeah. the next day. I'm the exact same way and I have like a bad habit of like saying that and being like but no need to respond now like nothing is urgent (laughs) I'm like I have to look at this right now now well I'm like a squirrel or like a dog squirrel that's me (laughs) so that's my attention span that's that's great that we work around that yeah oh my gosh so funny well I think we touch a lot of great things today yeah thank you so much for opening up about like mental health and I'm so excited to see where you take the brand. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This has been so much fun. Yeah. Plug your stuff. Where can people find you? Um, If you want to find me on Instagram, I've got three profiles for all of my different (laughs) things. So uh, my personal Instagram is at Sid B and my name is spelt Mm -hmm. C-Y-D. My parents just wanted to make it difficult for everybody, I guess. And then um, if you want to follow me on Into Light and just follow the brand, it is at shop.intolight and far out is the far out pod so yeah that's where you can find me amazing well thank you so much for coming on yeah thank you guys for having me all right
Bye. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying about the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time.